Hi, everybody. I'm Art Stevens, managing partner of the Stevens Group, and I'd like to welcome you to another in the podcast series of PR Masters. This series features luminaries and legends in the world of public relations. Our guest today truly qualifies. He is Andy Polanski, CEO of Weber Shanwick, one of the largest and most successful public relations firms in the world. Andy was named CEO in 2012 after serving as global president since 2004. He started his career on the journalism side. He was a reporter on several newspapers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. But once he went on to the public relations track at Weber Shanwick, his career really took off. And during his career at Weber Shanwick, he's delivered outstanding results for hundreds of companies around the globe. Under his direction, Weber Shanwick was twice named to the prestigious Advertising Age Agency A-List and PR Week's Global Agency of the Year four years in a row. And not to be outdone, the Holmes Report chose Weber Shanwick as Global Agency of the Year an additional four times. Andy serves on the McCann Worldwide Group uh, Board of Directors and on the Executive Committee of Interpublic's Constituency Management Group. Andy is active in our industry, and I've had the good fortune to rub elbows with him at various industry functions. Andy Polanski, welcome to PR Masters, and I'd like to start off by asking you about Weber Shanwick's commitment to pro bono work. You've created something called Making an Impact, and I'd like you to maybe start with that. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure, and thanks very much for having me on this morning, Art. I appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation with you. Uh, I think that uh, one of the things that I, is a hallmark of Weber Shanwick and, and, and certainly what I'm most proud of is the work we do in the communities in which we operate around the world. We certainly do a lot of social impact work for clients in uh, and, and their various initiatives and for NGOs on important issues. But from a, from a Weber Shanwick perspective, it's our people who make all the difference. And they're quite passionate, as I am, about a variety of different issues uh, on the global stage. Uh, what's, I think, uh, distinctive about how we approach pro bono work and are making it impact program is it's, you know, there's certainly common denominators in terms of issues that we feel passionate about supporting, but we have 79 owned offices around the world, and we think it's important for those operations to uh, weigh in on what they feel most passionate about and what's going to have the most impact in local communities and, and support those communities. I, I think the, the headline here and what I often encourage uh, people in our profession uh, uh, to, to focus on, we have such an amazing skill set, right, and, and, and one that's quite important and, and can make a difference in the world uh, to educate consumers about important issues, how to access healthcare, uh, how to um, navigate a variety of different issues. There's so much that we can do to contribute uh, given, given the skills that we have. And, and that's really what the Making a Difference, uh, Making an Impact program is all about. That sounds great, you know, and, you, and, and certainly it's an example to the rest of our industry. Andy, your career has spanned both journalism and public relations. Uh, you started out as a reporter. Um, and switched over to public relations. I wonder if you can tell our listeners what 
made you decide to go into the public relations profession from journalism and also the steps that took place for you to become CEO of Shanwick, originally Shanwick and then Weber Shanwick? Yeah, well, uh, that's a big question. So uh, I think just tracking back to the beginnings of my career, I was quite and still am quite passionate about journalism. Uh, it was something that I uh, looked to do as a career from my early years, uh, and uh, and I was had the great opportunity to work on a few uh, daily newspapers in, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and, and the Princeton Backet, which was a twice weekly at the time. And uh, you know, I, it was a great experience, and I felt I learned so much about a variety of different issues. Uh, I learned uh, not only how to write well, but also how to listen carefully and with an empathetic ear and try to really understand and find what that that story was uh, that people would be interested in. Uh, And so it was a great experience. Uh, In terms of the pivot to PR, I happened to have a colleague, uh, or actually a college roommate, who was a uh, professional, uh, entry-level professional at one of the agencies in New York, was then Bozell and Jacobs, Public Relations, which is a predecessor firm to Weber Shamble. I remember it well, Andy. I remember it well. <laughs> yeah, and he encouraged me. He said, well, gosh, why don't you come over? You can write for companies. You have a variety of different exposures. Uh, perhaps get to travel a lot. You'll be working in New York City. Sounded intriguing. So I made the leap and uh, started an assistant account executive and uh, always took a lot of initiative, always very intellectually curious, got involved in a, a lot of different things for clients and at the agency. And I guess one thing led to another and uh, ultimately landed in the CEO seat at Weber Shanwick. That's quite a leap. <laughs> not, yeah. not only a leap of faith, but a leap of uh, progress. Um, so, I mean, given that, uh, given how you describe what you did to get there, um, what distinguishes you, uh, you know, and uh, don't be modest, what distinguishes you and your approach to leadership from, let's say, other, call it rank-and-file public relations professionals on the agency side? Well, I think one of the things that um, there's certainly a, a lot of amazing people in this profession. I mean, one of the things that I've always focused on uh, is learning the business of the business. So whether that was specific to my own agency, uh, but of course, uh, uh, perhaps more importantly, of our clients' business. And and maybe my journalism background helped a little bit there, just in terms of looking to always go deep uh, on a substantive level about uh, to make sure I understood. Uh, what I was writing about and and, uh, what the context was. And so there are a lot of people in our profession that are very good at their craft, but I think to really understand, to to really excel and and to rise rise up, uh, I think you really need to understand the the business of the business. So that was one thing. Uh, I think that perhaps, though, the, the thing that matters the most to me and I think maybe perhaps had the most impact is just focusing on uh, on people and culture. And I think I'm really proud of what we've built at Weber Shamwick over the years. Uh, I think people genuinely feel very connected to each other. It's a highly collaborative organization. Uh, and that spirit uh, is really what I think has led to a lot of our success uh, over these many years. 
Let's let's focus on uh, what you describe as the Weber Shanwick uh, culture. Uh, that's won you and the agency many industry awards over the years. How would you describe? Why don't Why don't we dig into the uh, aspect of culture just a little more? How do, How would you define the culture there, and why is it different from other agencies? Well, I think that uh, you know every every co- uh, company, every agency, of course, has its unique culture. Uh, if I consider the way our firm developed over time, uh, it kind of focuses the mind, right? So in 2001, we brought together three terrific public relations firms in Weber Group, Shandwick, and BSMG Worldwide, which is my my heritage. Uh, uh, BSMG was a offshoot of, of Bozell, which I mentioned earlier, Bozell Sawyer Miller Group. And so... In our business, we're, we have, of course, highly creative people, strategic people. Agencies uh, have very distinct cultures. So how do you bring those teams together uh, from around the world and make them feel part of something bigger? And, uh, and, and, and I found that we had a collection of individuals that had big aspirations to do great work for clients, uh, really keep an eye on how the industry was changing, anticipate what the, how the market, the different market transitions and the innovation in our business. And I think that that, that really got people um, connected to each other in, in, a, in, a, in a way where we've had so many people, we've infused a lot of fresh talent over the years and continue to do so, but we also have uh, probably more continuity in our senior leadership team uh, than any other firm out there. So, um, what 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 are the uh, skill sets that you bring to leading what is arguably uh, the second largest PR agency in the world? And I guess does size matter, you know, in this present uh, uh, culture? Well, I think that uh, for sure, uh, size and scale matters. Breadth of expertise matters. Uh, and I think that's what many of our clients are, 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 are why they gravitate to a Weber Shanwick, isn't to suggest that there aren't uh, specialty firms that, um, that, that are terrific and do well in their respective areas and geographies. Uh, but our model has always been to be a global enterprise uh, and be able to deliver in major media and financial capitals around the world uh, excellent client service and Subject matter expertise and and uh, big you know big ideas and creative and and the kind of counsel they're looking for uh, to navigate arguably today, which are incredibly complex issues if you if you look at the operating environment and uh, the types of headwinds that, that some companies face from a macroeconomic standpoint or geopolitical standpoint. So. You know, it's 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 to me, it's a firm that attracts a lot of the best and brightest because of the the breadth of work we do, and it's why big multinationals hire us because we have we have the the, the boots on the ground and in, in so many important markets in which they operate. So it, it, I think that clearly you can you can have a successful firm, uh, and, and there are plenty out there. Uh, but with different different uh, go-to-market strategies, different approaches, uh, we are one of the 
largest firms, and I and, and I think have risen to the top in terms of quality, uh, just because we have the consistency and the great talent in all these different markets. So, Andy, 20 years ago, you know, I headed a firm called Lopes and Stevens, uh, uh, a highly regarded and respected independent PR firm in New York. Um, and I used to look at the O'Dwyer rankings every year, as we all did, to see who's on top. Um, and the numbers 20 years ago, compared to what they are today, are the, the difference is staggering. I mean, would you ever have imagined <clears throat> that PR revenues for agencies would reach the size that they are today? I'll bet you guys are going to approach a billion dollars in the next uh, few years, and there's already another uh, firm that's approaching that level. Would you have ever guessed that we'd go that far? Well, I, I, you know, I always felt super passionate about the public relations profession and, and the industry as a, as a business and, and career opportunity for people. So I, I don't know that I necessarily sat around and wondered how big could we get, uh, yeah. But the aspirations were always certainly and continue to be very big <laughs> uh, in terms. And I think the way that we've grown over time is just always reinventing uh, the possibilities and what the business could be and how how we continue to evolve. And, and we've done that in a variety of different ways. But at the core, it's just adding dimension to the, the nature of the work we do. To, to certainly uh, want, we always aspire to be the best public relations firm in the world, but at the same time, uh, to the extent that we add capability and become a broader marketing solutions firm in an, in an environment where clients day in and day out are trying to solve problems, that puts us into the digital realm, it puts us into the consulting realm. Uh, we, we now have a major footprint given the nature of our talent and how we built it over the time. Uh, across all the different marketing disciplines. So I think it's a firm that certainly uh, looks uh, distinctly different than it did 20 years ago. Uh, and whereas I may not have imagined that uh, in, in you know quite the way it, it things have continued to t turn out, uh, I knew I knew that th the path was there and there was a lot of opportunity to build. So. Um... You know, obviously, public relations has changed a lot in the last 20 years, and uh, you know, I guess uh, a part of that has been the willingness on the part of uh, uh, agency clients to increase uh, budgets, uh, to rely more heavily on public relations, and so that our the PR agency industry as a whole has grown dramatically. Uh, why do you think clients have decided that public relations uh, is uh, a discipline that they must have and hopefully can't do without? I think if you consider the world in which we live in and how one engages, captures consumer attention or stakeholder <clears throat> engagement more generally, you have to earn attention, right? There's so much, so many platforms so much uh, information, so much noise, frankly, as we all know. Uh, so how, how does one think about that, step back, understand the environment, and in a, in a compelling way, uh, come up with content that, that breaks through? If you look at uh, the best work in the world, and you could, you could look at work that flows out of the advertising world, work that flows out of digital companies, consulting firms, public relations firms, one common denominator increasingly is that earned 
media and earned attentions at the core. That's the, that's that's where things uh, uh, have impact and 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 begin and end. And I think that's quite different than 20 years ago uh, <laughs> if one looks at it in that type of frame. In that, once upon a time, public relations practitioners were often called simply on simply to amplify other marketing discipline work. And I think that's completely flipped. And now uh, it's often the public relations agency that's the idea agency and that the activation comes from the other disciplines. I wouldn't want to overstate that. There's still amazing work that comes across the spectrum from these other firms, these other creative firms. But clearly, uh, public relations firms have, and I, I believe will continue to have, a more and more impact uh, for clients. So you're you're part of Weber Shanwick is uh, is obviously a uh, uh, a vital part of uh, Interpublic, um, a company that obviously uh, consists of various marketing uh, skills and capabilities from advertising to public relations. What is the balance within Interpublic, and what is its end goal in terms of the relationship between public relations and say advertising? One thing I'm particularly proud of. Uh, is the relationship we've always had with, with Interpublic, our parent, uh, and how central we are to uh, what Interpublic's all about. If you think about uh, its success, the parent company's success, and over the last couple of years clearly has outpaced its peer group in ter terms of organic growth. Uh, and it's done that a couple of different ways, I think. One, for focusing on, again, culture, and, and uh, a particular emphasis on diversity and inclusion, creating an inclusive culture is, is and, and keeping and attracting the best talent. Uh, but also, as it relates to clients, it's about open architecture. So how do you break down silos and, and make sure you're bringing in the best talent across the enterprise wherever it may sit, whether it be at McCann, whether it be at FCB, whether it be at Mullen Lowe, whether it be at Weber Shanwick, whether it be at Golan, whether it be at Jack Morton, whether it be at Octagon, and so on. We have amazing brands, yeah. uh, and I think the power is to bring bring those people together uh, and and make sure they're all sitting around a table when it makes sense to, to bring forth the best ideas for our clients. And and that's, that's something that I think is, is interesting for our people because it connects them to other people across the entire IPG family of companies. And I think it's important for our clients because they're getting the best thinking. So when you do uh, acquisitions, and I know, of course, you know, within Intrapublic, you know, you have uh, over the years, and, and I guess so has uh, Weber Shanwick. Um, what is the case you make to prospective uh, acquisition candidates in terms of what uh, Interpublic and or Weber Shanwick, you know, brings to them. As you know, I do uh, facilitate mergers and acquisitions. You know, my 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 next career after running a public relations firm, and uh, you know, uh, um, the holding companies of which Interpublic is one. You know, is uh, uh, a source of of great interest on the part of you know prospective uh, acquisitions. What do you tell prospective acquisitions about why your company should be the one they should choose? Well, I would say first that from an overall perspective, given the fact that Weber Shanwick has a global footprint and, and I think a network that's, that's the best in the industry and certainly built out at this point, what you have seen us 
focusing on over the last several years and what we continue to focus on is how do we add expertise and capability um, and, and, and make sure, uh, you know, we, we're delivering for clients. We're, we're quite active, for example, in the data analytics field now. Um, as, as our clients for as table stakes, everybody is certainly keen on uh, a, a good understanding of how what we do works. Uh, so anytime we see, um, you know, evolving trends in our business, uh, where we need to be capa build capability, uh, that's, that's where we're looking around the world, not just here in the United States. And I think the case, uh, to come back to your, the core of your question, is, is, again, what we're all about. I think in M&A, in and you know this better than anyone, Mark, it, it's, you can, the financials are either going to work or they're not going to work. It's, to me, uh, if you're trying to build a long-term partnership, it's about uh, is it a good fit? Is it, is, it's about the people, right? So uh, are the people you're meeting on both sides of the table, uh, people you, 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 you feel you can continue to build a great career, uh, have different kinds of exposures, uh, build, build great business together, and, and, and that comes back to the culture of the organization and the people you meet uh, day in and day out. Uh, and it can't just be about um, an exit strategy and, you know, a big financial payoff that clearly a seller is always going to be interested in, in getting a value for what uh, he or she has built or a team has built. But um, there's got to be more to it. And I think that those are the most successful transactions. So, Andy, do you see the term public relations remaining or do you foresee new definitions or agency models and, and skill sets? Um, well, that's certainly a question that comes up quite a bit, right? Uh, we're proud to be a public relations firm. Uh, we're proud to, to be and have always aspired to be the best public relations firm in the world. Uh, but, I, you know, I think that there is a lot of opportunity to continue to think about our business in different ways and in a more dimensionalized way, as I referenced earlier. Uh, and I do think that uh, historically we've always been problem solvers for clients, and I think that's never been more important. How do we we understand context? We navigate, help them navigate complexity, and when when you really begin to think about that and and what the possibilities are moving forward, it does bring you into the consulting realm more and more. It brings you into other marketing disciplines and and. Uh, you know, all the different ways you need to think about uh, helping companies market products and services these days uh, from, a, from a data perspective, uh, e-commerce perspective. So I think that uh, different firms are going to have different approaches uh, and, and different business models. Uh, to me, there's, there's a lot of opportunity uh, for, for, for firms in this business going forward. I'm very bullish about it. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't mean we're running away from what I think is, a, is a, a very important and good business in public relations. Andy, you were honored a few weeks ago, and I was present uh, at that time. You were honored by uh, PRSA New York at their big a uh, Apple event um, as this year's John Hill Award winner for Lifetime Achievement. Um, what do you consider your greatest achievements to be in the industry? Well, I, I think uh, that was a proud moment. I, I'm not one that's looking for individual recognition. I certainly 
I cringe at the notion that a lifetime achievement award means that I'm on the back end of my career because I still have <laughs> hardly, hardly, of, uh, hardly. Captain, yeah, <laughs> thank here and, and looking forward to continuing to build great businesses. But um, you know, to me, it's been about the team. I mean, we have an amazing team uh, that I feel quite fortunate to work with day in and day out, and, and have over the years. Uh, it's about focusing on diversity and inclusion. Uh, and you know what what matters to people and what's important uh, to the world and what's important in terms of being able to deliver the best thinking to our clients. I you know th there's not this stuff isn't overly complicated. I think if we focus on the right things uh, and and the people uh, and creating the right kind of environment, you can have a lot of fun and build a great business. And I've had the great fortune of doing that over the years, and it was kind of PRSA to to recognize that a few weeks back. Andy, what do you think a PR agency will look like in 10 years? It's, it's obviously agencies have gone through dramatic changes over the previous 10 years with digital interactive and, uh, and online capabilities and that mingled with, you know, earned media and content development. What, where, where do you think it's headed? Well, you know, it's a, that's always an intriguing question. And, uh, I wish I was a, had the crystal ball uh, to tell you what it's going to look like in 10 years. Uh, I do think that change has never been come quicker, and I think that's, that's it's only going to accelerate. So we need to be uh, tuned in to, to what's happening in the world and how that impacts our business, uh, you know, as it relates to our clients and, 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 and the kinds of issues they need to, to wrestle with. And and uh, and how they need to be, continue to be high-performing businesses. Uh, I do think that you know, in terms of digital, all things digital, and just understanding the platforms and and the uh, and how one becomes more predictive as it relates to, to analytics, improve what we do works is is again only going to become more and more important. Uh, I, you know, I think that it, just as you you mentioned earlier. Could you ever imagine what our business looks like today? Probably not, was my answer, right? And so uh, that's one of the beauties of our business is that it is constantly changing. And if you're if you're someone who thrives on on innovation and how to continue to look at things differently, uh, it's it's just an awesome it's an awesome business. And uh, I think we'll see that public relations agencies will still be front and center, and, and more and more, as I mentioned earlier. In, in terms of what's important to companies and what's important to boards. Uh, but, you know, I think that will take on more and more. Uh, it'll look a little different, for sure, as we go by, but that's going to be about capitalizing on the business opportunities we see. Andy, you, have, you are noted for being a great motivator of people. We All, all of us in the industry know that. Uh, let's say you're sitting at a table with three college seniors uh, at the moment, and they are thinking about public relations as a as a career. Obviously, the industry has grown a lot. Uh, what would you say to these three young people about what you feel is the excitement and uh, and and potential of public relations as a career? Well, I think that it's, uh, and I have the good fortune of doing that quite a bit, and speak on college campuses and. I'd like to think that I can uh, share a little bit of wisdom, but I wind up learning more from chatting with mm -hmm. those young people, I think, than perhaps they learn from me. Uh, 
but I, I do think this is a vibrant profession. Uh, always has been, has become increasingly so. Uh, you know, I think it's for the intellectually curious. It's it's a, it's a great place to be. The exposure you get to people and and um, I, you know, I just tell them to over-index on on the people and the culture. Uh, there's lots of great companies. There's there's a lot of things to do. Uh, it, you have balance in your life. You know, life experience is, is makes you who you are and makes you a good practitioner and counselor. Uh, so you know, find the right balance in terms of the work experience and the company that that you think is going to create a good career path. Uh, make sure that you know you feel comfortable. The moment you walk in the door at a company, you could usually tell and the people you meet in those first encounters, how does that, how do you feel when you, when you leave the building that day? Is it, was it energizing? Was it, uh, did it feel comfortable? Did it look, did it seem interesting? Uh, if you walk out unsure and, or, or a little bit, uh, confused or concerned, you know, that, that, uh, instinct should, should suggest something to you. So, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of interesting things to do uh, in, in, in this profession. And, and the other thing I emphasize is, again, what's core to our culture is just, just in terms of using the skill set uh, and, and think beyond what you may do within the confines of your, your day-to-day -day life in the company and see, see what else you can do in the community, see, see who else, how else you can be helpful. There's a lot of people desperately need uh, communications and marketing support. That's great. That's great advice. Uh, Andy, the, the, the last few questions I have for you today uh, is, are about yourself. Um, for example, um, I wanted to ask you, what, what do you consider your working style to be in, in terms of how you go about doing your job and the, 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 the myriad things that you're involved with, uh, both uh, on a pro bono basis as well as obviously the day-to-day -day tackling of of, of, uh, of, of, of clients and uh, the uh, uh, many accounts that uh, uh, Weber Shanwick has. What, what's your style, what, uh, and how has it changed over the years? Well, I think one style always evolves over time, but I, I'd like to think I've been pretty consistent in, how, in my outlook and, and, uh, and how I think about things. And uh, certainly I, 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 want to, I want people to feel that I'm an empathetic leader, that I'm, I'm listening. I think, I think a lot of people in our profession are a, a wonderfully articulate and uh, are great communicators, but I think uh, it's so important to listen, to listen to your clients, really understand the, the challenges they face, listen to your, your, your team, uh, you know, what, make sure you understand uh, what, they're, what they're thinking about, what they care about, uh, what their ideas are in terms of how uh, we can do things better as an organization or for our clients. Good ideas come from can come from anywhere, as we know. Uh, so I think I think that those qualities, but also just to be the change agent, right? How do we always challenge the status quo and uh, think about not just how we delivering uh, and, and and or driving a high performing organization today, but continue to think about what's possible and 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 how we continue to change the game going forward. I mean, those are the things that drive me personally, uh, and uh, I think have had you know some some good impact on the organization.
You have so much in the way of responsibility. Um, you've got a global organization. You've got global clients. Um, how do you manage your time? How do you decide what to do each day? Hmm. Uh, well, I think um, it's always hard to create that roadmap in a, in a business like this where you're in the client service business, so you always need to uh, make sure you're being responsive to uh, any and all uh, issues or opportunities. But I would say from an overall perspective, I focus on talent. I focus on clients. I still do a fair amount of counseling work myself. Uh, and then naturally I'm still, uh, I have ultimate responsibility for uh, our operations and our performance. So uh, there are a lot of hats to wear. And I, I, I guess uh, I'm, I'm also in my role an ambassador for this company in, in all of those respects. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I guess the chief reputation officer in, 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 in a certain regard. Uh, so there's a lot to do always and a lot to focus on, and uh, it's, it's, uh, one can never get complacent. And you have to wake up every day and just know that there's some things you've got to tackle, but there's some things that you, you won't see coming, and you just got to be on top of them and, and <laughs> always do your best. How long do you, uh, do you plan to continue working? Well, I have a lot of passion for this business, and uh, I'm sure uh, I, I have a long, uh, a long runway. I think there's a lot we can continue to build at the team here, and uh, you know, I'm just looking forward uh, as much to the future as I feel proud about what we've accomplished this, thus far. So I've got one last question for you, Andy Polanski, and that is, how do you want to be remembered? <clears throat> Um, well, I, I want to be remembered as someone who, uh, I'll take it, I take it broader than the business context, right? Someone who was always present, present for my colleagues, for my clients, but also for my family, you know, I had good balance in my life and, uh, and enjoyed life. <laughs> so that's certainly something I don't lose sight of at the core. Uh, and in a business context, you know, just someone who, uh, had uh, a lot of success building a great business uh, where, you know, where people thought about the firm, they thought about um, the, the, the creative work, but also the culture of the organization. And, uh, and the people were proud to work here and felt terrific about being part of what we continue to build. Well, Andy Polanski, CEO of Weber Shanwick. On behalf of our listeners, I really thank you for joining us today and sharing your views with us and the background of uh, uh, your role at Weber Shanwick and all that you have accomplished. Uh, I want to congratulate you for truly being a PR master in our industry. And I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to another of the Stevens Group PR Masters podcast series. And until next time, I am Art Stevens, and I wish you all the very best. <laughs>